Welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I am your host, Kate Noel, and I am so happy you're here. My mission is to inspire you to be the best version of yourself by truly honoring what your mind, body, and soul want and need. Here, we talk about everything and anything, wellness, recovery, lifestyle stuff, lots more. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome or welcome back to the Take the Cake podcast. My name is Kate Noel. I'm going to be doing a solo episode today, and I'm looking forward to doing this episode because I've been wanting to do it for a while now. It's kind of been living in my mind, and you know, living in my mind rent-free, and it's been kind of floating in my mind, lots of thoughts about beauty standards and being vulnerable about how I'm feeling about aging and social media and looks and all these things. And so I thought I would just kind of dump it out and maybe some of you can relate. Maybe some of you can't relate. Either way, I hope that you find this episode comforting. And um, I hope also that uh, we can all remember that even people who like me, who are like, I'm fully recovered from my eating disorder and I have a like self-worth and I feel confident most days, there are still days and, and times of my life where I just don't feel 100% about myself. You know, I don't feel, I, I, I have insecurities. And so I thought I would just kind of get vulnerable because a lot of my followers and maybe even some of my clients are like, you know, you just have it all together. You always have it together. And, and yeah, maybe I look like I do look, I don't have it all together. You know, I, I have, um, insecurities just like you. So I just thought I would kind of lay them all out there and talk about it. Uh, just because, you know, I'm a vulnerable person. Well, at least I try to be. Uh, so here we go. Let's just get into it. I, I don't have a plan for this episode. I very, very loosely wrote down some things, um, but let's get into it. So let's first talk about social media. I have been going to a lot of content creator influencer events lately. I'm so lucky to be able to go to them. And I feel really lucky and they're really, really fun. But like every time I go, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing enough on social media. And I know that's my own insecurities being projected but I constantly feel like I'm not doing enough on social media. I constantly feel like, oh, I should have been filming this or I should have been, I should be talking about this or this isn't aesthetic enough or whatever it might be. I have that constantly going on in my mind and I try really hard on social media. So it's tough when you feel like I'm trying my best and I still don't feel good enough. And I know what that feels like, right? I had an eating disorder for 10 years I believed in this myth that if I was thin, my life would be perfect and I would have it all together. That definitely wasn't the case, but it was a facade. And so, you know, even now being fully recovered and like I said, having like self-worth and feeling good about myself, I still fall into the same insecurities as I did before when I had my eating disorder, but it just looks different this time. Like a lot of my clients, this is a side note, but so many of my clients I work with will tell me my insecurities, like, are they ever going to go away? And to be honest, they might not go away. You might always be a little insecure about this or a little insecure about that. But the difference between, I think, somebody who's either actively recovering or, or recovered is that they don't let their insecurities get the best of them, meaning they don't stop their lives from happening because of their insecurities. Or they kind of like, like, let's say I'm insecure about being productive 
I just loosen up about it, right? And so instead of beating myself up, I just say to myself, you know what? Oh, there's always tomorrow and I'll try again tomorrow if I can. But all this to say, social media is truly such an interesting realm to navigate because on one hand, I'm so grateful for it because it's been it's how I'm able to connect with all of you. It's how I'm able to have my business. It's how I was able to recover you know, I mean, not all social media, but it helped, you know, it helped me. It was a tool for me. So I'm so grateful for it. And there is so much goodness on social media and so much like amazing things that I feel like happen with social media. We have more access to like world events and news, and we have more people to connect to. Like some of the best friendships I have are from social media. Um, And then on the other hand, we all know how toxic it can be. It's so like, I don't even know what kind of mind reading tricks the algorithm these days is doing, but like the your explore page, I feel like our explore pages are often such a reflection of our own insecurities and it sucks, right? It sucks when, you know, you click on the explore page and you just get sucked in because let's say like, let, let, let's just, let's talk about my insecurities. Like I said before, like I am really, I've been, I have been insecure about my skin lately, which I have never been insecure about my skin. I've always been really, um, happy with it, but, um, I don't know a couple or like earlier this year, I had this freak out where I was like, wow, I haven't really been wearing sunscreen. I've been tanning. I have really, um, easily tanned skin. So I always just was told that I have a lot of collagen in my skin and I have like, um, beautiful skin because it's like so easily tanned. And I was really lucky and I felt really um, comfortable in my skin. You know, I, I didn't really struggle with like a lot of skin struggles that a lot of people would struggle with. I just had like dryness and like some redness around my nose. I've also had perioral dermatitis, which is like really annoying. But other than that, I feel like I've been really lucky with my skin and I just feel comfortable in my skin. But earlier this year, I kind of got this weird lens. Like I woke up and I was like, I need to start wearing sunscreen. Like I am getting sun damage all over my skin, all over my body. So I need to take it more seriously instead of just like using it here and there. So I got all this sunscreen. I started using tretinoin because I was like, I don't want to have early signs of aging. And I started to see like static wrinkles in my face. And I started to kind of see like, oh, this is what people are talking about. I like uneven skin texture and uneven skin tone. And with the tretinoin, which is prescription strength retinol, I could have a whole freaking other podcast about tretinoin. like I started, you get this thing called the tretinoin purge, which is like when you, that's not a very good word to use on this podcast. So so I'm so sorry, but it basically it's when your skin, um, you have like existing acne under your skin and it kind of comes out to the surface when you start using tretinoin. Like it's one of those things where it gets worse before it gets better. So I started to get acne for the first time. And because my skin is so, um, like, because I have like olive skin that tans really easily, I hyperpigment. Anytime I have acne, I get hyperpigmentation. And that that's like kind of the scar that I'm left with. I don't really have acne scars, but I get like hyperpigmentation. So I just, this whole past year have been on this like interesting journey where I've been teetering the line of like, not teetering the line, but finding the balance of I want to do the tretinoin. I want to do the sunscreen. I want to do the laser facials that I'm actually going to do later this month. I want to do those things because I love my skin, 
And, and how can I make sure I'm doing it from a place of love? And that's a really good question. And to be honest, I'm still figuring that out. And I think that's where I'm getting vulnerable here is that I don't actually know all the answers. Like the same goes for, for movement in the gym or in movement in general, not even in the gym. But like if you're going because you love your body, but you also want to still change your body, like it's very confusing, right? And I get it. It's not easy to navigate. So I'm working on that right now. And a part of my practice of doing that with my skin is that I'm doing the things I want to do, like, okay, I'll get a procedure with the laser or whatever, or I'll get the tretinoin or I'll do my four, five-step skincare and be really serious about it and expect results and make sure that I'm taking time to really look at myself in the mirror while I'm doing it and be like, hey, you are so beautiful. Like, you you are so innately beautiful and this is not going to change that. This isn't going to make you more or less beautiful and worthy. And I just have to really remind myself that everything I'm doing is because I'm innately already worthy. And same goes for you, right? Anything that you do, allow it, let it be fun, a fun, interesting experiment. And sometimes we're not really in that place of life where we can experiment. Like to be honest, a lot of my clients aren't, aren't in that place. And I'd like to tell people, maybe right now is not the best time for you to experiment. Maybe you just need to let yourself be however you, your body, your face, your skin, whatever wants to be. And then once you feel like you have that self-worth muscle, you can start to experiment with, you know, maybe adding this on or trying this out. Because if I, if I approach my skin with desperation, I'm going to be let down right? I'm going to be, if you approach, let's say you have acne and you go on an acne medication. If you're doing it out of a place of desperation, which is hard, it's it's already hard enough to be desperate. And then to be like, I'm not going to do this until I find myself. Like I get it. That's annoying. But like, try it. Let's try our best. Like I'm trying with you to not do these things out of desperation and, and do them from a, a place of some peace, like find some peace within these decisions. I have no idea if I'm making sense. I hope I am. Um, so that's basically where I'm at with my skin. And it's been really fun. You know, I, I've never like used active ingredients on my skin in my skincare before. I've only ever really used like hydrating ingredients. Um, and so it's been really, really healing and good. And I've stopped tanning my face and my body like deliberately. I, I'm not using, t- I never really used, to, well, I used tanning beds in high school, but I'm not like laying out in the sun without sunscreen anymore because I'm also concerned about skin cancer. Um, but I am not really tanning my face anymore, which means I'm not self-tanning. I'm not tanning my body anymore, which means I'm not self-tanning my face anymore. So a lot of, um, I used to get so many comments like, how are you so tan? And like, I'm just like, I don't really wear sunscreen. And I just like go to the beach all the time. And now I'm like, I got my beach umbrella. I got my hat on. I got my SPF 50 plus on every day. And it's interesting how just like my face, how before I couldn't even go like a month without like tanning my face or like using self tanner. And now I like love my skin the way it is. And I'm still very tan or I'm still more like olive skin tone. Um, but I mean, I don't even know. I'm just, what I'm trying to say is it's interesting how 
a year ago, I would have been like, no, I'm never going to like not have like a tan face. Like I need to have a tan face because like it makes me look more alive. It makes me look more glowy. And like now I'm like, no, I don't really want that because I know that that is me like, I don't know, like not feeling secure in my face and in my skin. So it's been really nice to like let my skin like breathe and like just have a more like, like a face that matches, you know, my body and vice versa. And then also my hair. So I have been through so much with my hair back in 2020, 2021. I don't even know. I grew my hair out. I stopped dyeing it blonde. And then I ended up booking a hair job and getting red hair. And I did not know I was going to get red hair. I thought I was going to get like highlights. So I got red hair and I was like, whoa, I did not expect that. But I, I really liked it. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I ended up booking another hair job later that year. And they ended up chopping my hair and making my hair bright red. And then they made it dark red. Wait, vice versa. They made it dark red and then they made it bright red. And I also did not know they were going to do that. So I was like, first of all, who in the world, like, I'm never doing another hair job again. But also, I was trying so hard to have a good attitude about it. Like, I was like, you know what? I am not going to fight them on this. I'm just going to like exist in my body. And like, that's going to be, it's going to be my new hair color. And it's interesting because when I look back, I was actually really upset and I felt like I should have gotten paid more money. I should have been told what it was happening. And I wasn't, I, I, I just went along with it because I was trying to be like quote strong. And I remember going home from the second hair job and crying and being like, I don't even know who I am right now. I feel like I don't recognize myself. And I remember thinking, Kate, you are such a phony because you're over here telling your clients to love themselves and like be and your and your followers to love themselves, but then you're over here crying because your hair is different. But like in hindsight, I re- that was I didn't recognize myself. And it, and it it does mean something to me. Like so it's interesting again, I'm like teetering the line of it's just hair, but it's also my hair. You know what I mean? And I think now I have had to bleach it and tone it and cut it so that it can be somewhat of my own hair color again because red is like impossible to get out of your hair and it's made my hair really damaged and so now I'm kind of dealing with like damaged hair so I'm buying Olaplex and I'm starting to do that stuff and it's really interesting how um, I think like the root of all of my personal struggles with like my hair and my skin and everything like that right now is just that I'm, I really just want to feel like me again. And I think that's coming from a place of love, right? And I have to check myself again with the skin, same with the hair. I have to check myself and be like, am I desperate? Am I like putting too much emphasis on my hair care routine? Um, can I just relax into it a little bit more and like, let myself like, let just like, let myself have damaged hair and I don't need to like cover it up or pretend like it's not there. And I'm just trying to really honor that part of my life and just let my, let myself be and give myself time and give my hair time and my skin time to just adjust and like do its thing, you know? So that's another beauty standard I'm trying to challenge. And then another beauty standard I'm trying to challenge is honestly my body image. So I have a healthy body image. I'm fully recovered. I feel like I've said that 15 times at this point. I'm fully recovered. I have a healthy body image, 
recently in the past six months or so, maybe more like past year or so, I have been weightlifting. So I've never really weightlifted like heavy weightlifting before. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this out. It seems fun. I want to get strong. And then recently in my life, um, I've been going through a really stressful time and I've been really just feeling like overly stressed, like my body, my mind, my heart, my soul, I'm just stressed. And so I was at the gym. This is probably a month or so ago. I was at the gym and I was like, I don't want to be here. Like, I get it. Like I get that. Basically I listened to my body, right? My body was telling me like, I don't want to be in a gym with a bunch of gym people, nothing wrong with gym people. I was one of them. I am one of them, whatever. But like, I don't want to be in this gym listening to my own music, like in my own world, lifting weights right now. I just don't. And at first I really resisted this idea that I would stop because I was like, well, I've worked so hard and all these people talk about progress and you have to keep making progress and you can't, you're going to lose your muscle, whatever. I would kind of catch myself thinking these things. And so compassionately, I was like, I can't have this conversation with myself right now. I, I don't want to be in this spot where I'm making myself more stressed out and I'm focused on my body too much and like wh- what it looks like. Again, I just was like, I just want to let my body be. And so I restarted my yoga membership and I'm so glad I did because it is such a healing community. I love my yoga studio. It's so healing. I mean, and like, I'm not, you know, I don't know how it's going to change my body, if it's going to change my body. And honestly, like whatever, I just don't want to worry about that right now. And and I don't, I mean, I don't ever want to worry about it, but I just don't want to think about how many weights am I lifting and, and what's the number? What's the rep? I don't want to keep track. I'm like having so much fun doing yoga and like doing handstands. Like I'm having so much fun, just like flopping around, doing handstands, falling, getting back up, meditating, um, getting more flexible. Like it's just really fun to switch up your goals. That's not to say I'm never going to do weightlifting again because I really loved it when I was doing it. I just, the point of me saying all this is that I hope that we can all like listen, like really, really tune in and listen to what our bodies and our minds are calling and telling us. So that's where I'm at with the gym situation. Gonna continue to do yoga and maybe I'll go to the gym sometimes. Sometimes I do Pilates, you know, whatever, but I'm also just relaxing and meditating and it's been really good. Um, so yeah, that is where I'm at with some of these things in my life. And I thought I would just throw out some of my insecurities to the world to A, get it out of my mind and B, let y'all know that just because I maybe I'm like a role model to some people doesn't mean I don't have insecurities. It doesn't mean I don't question myself. It doesn't mean I don't have bad days or doubt myself or have to change things up or maybe even do things for the wrong reasons, honestly. Um, and I just hope that that hopefully that gives you comfort and helps you through your own journey of whatever insecurity that you have or that you're going through. Um, I think it's so important, like (laughs) this is kind of scaling back, but when I think about like the deeper issues here, you know, feminine feminism is what's coming to mind. Like we as women, I'm assuming most of you are women or identify as women. And if you're not a woman, I think this is still good information to hear. As women, we are not treated the same. You know, we're interrupted more. We're, we're not getting paid the same amount of money. We aren't taken as seriously. And I know 
that like if this podcast were being recorded by a man, I don't think, you know, who knows? Maybe it would be way more popular. I'd have no idea. Well, maybe not because eating disorders are dominated by females and that's actually a whole other thing. Regardless, I know that like if I were to write a book or something someday, I would have a harder time than a man. And and I would have an easier time than a person of color because I'm a white woman. So I realize I also have privilege in that. What I'm trying to say is that if you have insecurities, I hope that we can get to like this deeper issue of what it might be. It might be a need for control. It might be um, feeling a lack. Like I just said, like, I feel like mine is like, I just feel like I haven't really spoken my truth and like shared my voice long enough in my life. Like I feel like I was just repressed for so long that I just now have this amazing platform and I'm so grateful for it, but I'm still kind of like remembering that I have this available to me. And it's so important for us to find the deeper stuff that's going on. Like what is it that you really need when you're looking at your skin, when you're looking at your hair, when you're looking at your body and you want to change it. Okay. We can accept the fact that we might want to change it. And what else can we do for ourselves? Where, what are these like surface fake feminine habits that you have? Fake feminine habits can be comparing yourself to other girls on social media. It can be dieting. It can be using a million supplements just to fix your broken self, right? That's, you're not actually broken. But what are these surface feminine habits that dominate your life and make you more insecure and, and perpetuate your insecurities? And where, how can you get rid of those and find out the deeper stuff? Because you can have, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, you can have insecurities and still live the life that you want to live. You can be insecure. You can feel the impact of, of really stressful beauty standards in 2022 and still live a great and happy and fulfilled life. If you look at what are these surface level habits or things that I, that I want that, where is the deeper issue and how can I address that? Maybe at the same time as you addressing the surface feminine, right? So maybe, maybe I still like the way my body looks when I do yoga, but I'm doing yoga because it's like connecting me to community and it's making me feel more um, at peace with my life right now. So I feel like this is a good gray area episode where we can just think about like, what is the line of, I live in 2022 there's beauty standards all around me. There's sexism and there's racism, whatever you're going through. How can I teeter the line of caving into these beauty standards or like accepting that they're, they exist and wanting to kind of mold into them just to find acceptance? And what is the other side of that where there's a deeper issue? What do I really need? What do I really want? How can I find innate worth in this world? So it's this paradox where you have to find you're in between. And sometimes you might lean towards beauty standards. Sometimes you might be like, fuck it. I'm, I am me and I love me and that's it. Um, I hope that this is helpful. I hope this makes sense. And, um, and that's honestly the episode. That's what I have. Uh, this is my stuff right now. And this is my 
my stuff that I'm dealing with, um, my, my insecurities that I'm dealing with. And I hope you can relate. Um, so please let me know if you enjoyed this episode, you can give it a rating and a review. You can, um, go ahead and follow, take the cake Instagram. Um, and I'll leave that linked down in the show notes and you can let me know what you thought of this episode. I hope everyone listening has a great day, has a great week. Um, and I'll see y'all on the next episode of take the cake. Thank you for being here. Bye.